Your room is so neat, you must have OCD. That is just one of the many statements that kills me the most. Mental illnesses. Something that is misunderstood by way too many individuals in the world we live in. You're so unorganized, there's no way you have OCD. The stereotypical ways society has built upon mental illness is an ongoing issue. People need to understand that OCD is not just organization. Obsessive Compulsive Disorder Imagine going to bed every night telling yourself that if you do not go downstairs to make sure the door is locked for the third time in a row, your house will be broken into tonight. It will be all your fault. Or even worse, if you don't go knock on the wall three times with your right and one with your left, your dad will die tonight. You can't imagine this because you've never been through it. It's an exhausting disorder in which the brain tries to control over how one thinks and feels. Not whether all your pencils are facing upwards, but more as a barrier in which everything has to be perfect in the eyes of yourself in order to move on with your day in a positive way. Not many can comprehend, but those who understand know that these intrusive thoughts come over you like a wave of distress, but you have to listen to them or you feel as if something bad will happen. I am very superstitious. Always have been, always will be. Over the years, my superstitions have built and more and more accessible actions took place in my everyday life. I started doing little things like needing needing to score the last goal at field hockey practice or not being able to leave the gym without four free throws made in a row. Those things turned into having to do rituals every night before bed or creating routines in which people never understood but myself. I hated that I had to do these things, but I could not ignore the voice in my head that told me something bad would happen if I didn't. For a long time, I thought these obsessive acts were something that everyone went through and that it would just be a phase. This was until people started pointing out my actions. Why are you doing that? When that question hit, I lost all my words. I didn't know what to say. Why was I doing these things? How am I supposed to tell my bestest friend that there's a voice in my head taking control of the way I move? The cycle of obsessions and compulsions was the thing I hated most in the world, but it became uncontrollable. One day I could not hold it back anymore. I needed to stop dealing with the orders and commands, so I decided to ramble on to my friend about how I was feeling. The whole time I was explaining to her, I kept asking myself the question of why am I even trying to get her to understand it all? I did not even understand why I needed to do these things, never mind someone else. It was not until I was done, and I will never forget this moment, did she say, you know these are signs of OCD, right? I raised my voice when she said this statement. That's not true. You've seen my room a million of times. It's the messiest thing in the world. I was in denial of what she had said. That night, I went home, grabbed my computer, and clenched tight as I searched three letters into my Google search bar. O-C-D. I was in complete shock. As I looked at the results and watched the videos of a numerous number of girls, I realized my friend may have been right. The people online were explaining their situations, which seemed way too relatable to mine. Rather than this moment becoming relieving to know that I am not alone, it was actually a very stressful situation because all I could think about was why me? Why was I going through this abnormal illness that none of my friends are going through? I felt like there was something wrong with me that could never be fixed. I tried to ignore the constant thoughts that if I didn't do this, this would happen because I hated the unwanted feeling of distress, but I could not stop myself. As I dug deeper into other people's situations about OCD, I realized many had it much worse. This really scared me. I found out that some people have it so bad to the point where they cannot even leave their house anymore. I knew my OCD would not get better without any help, and the fearfulness of it getting worse really helped me gain the courage to talk more openly about it. 
One day, my mom and I were driving in the car, and I decided to just be honest with her. I told her that the repetitive actions were haunting and explained to her the feeling of obsessive compulsiveness. I think it was hard for her to understand at first, but she got me the help I needed and even better was very happy to do it for me. My parents are the most supportive people in my life and without them, I would not be the person I am today. They only want what is best for me. So when I brought attention to what I was dealing with, they thought of many different resolutions to solve it. I knew I was not alone and that I had people to talk to, but a part of me felt like the intrusive thoughts were never going to go away. As much as I knew I needed, I, as much as I knew it would be good for me to talk to someone about how I was feeling, I was very help, hopeless to get the outcome that I wanted. To never feel any compulsion, unwanted fear, or active repetitiveness ever again. Having to do things over and over until my mind told me it was okay to move on was just flat out annoying and not fair to myself. I was already a step ahead of most people due to the fact that I was open to go to therapy about my situation. I said it, the big word, therapy. When people hear this, they think of someone with a problem who needs to talk to someone to be saved. But that's not what it is at all. Therapy is just a place to let your emotions out, which many people even go to without any issue at all. Just to gain another friend with a more clear understanding of what you are going through, considering they do it for a living. My therapist's name was Katie. I went to her once a week in the beginning, and it really helped me. She told me that I, when I do the acts my brain is telling me to do, I'm feeding the voice in my head, which keeps it alive. Her telling me that nothing bad would happen if I didn't tap every desk walking out of the classroom was really all I needed. Just hearing Katie out really uplifted my situation and helped me gain the mindset that I am in control. Once a week came to once every two weeks, which shortly came to once every month. I'd be lying if I said I was getting better and didn't even know it because I really did know it. It felt so good to ignore the scream in my mind or the feeling that I have to touch every line on the field hockey field. I was so proud of myself and what I had accomplished. Don't get me wrong, it did not just go away, but it was getting better, and better was a tremendous start. Every now and then, I do still catch myself going back to my old habits, but whether it's the amazing friends I have or the supportive family on my back, I now know that I can just push the feeling aside. I wrote this podcast to explain that no one should be scared to let out their feelings. People need to understand that other people are dealing with the same exact things, and it's okay to feel like you don't deserve something. When society hears words like mental illness and therapy, humans think of bad. Rather than bad, they should think of good. Good in the sense that the community has come together as a whole in order to create a place where people can talk. Good in the sense that you can always get better and recover from something going on. And lastly, good in the sense that you are not alone.